The Green Bay Packers in week one in Jordan Love's debut. The first time a quarterback has been a week one starter in Green Bay, not named Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, beat the absolute brakes off the Chicago Bears. Let's go. You are locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how today's Week one episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And maybe, maybe the Chicago Bears are going to post their quarterback position on LinkedIn Jobs because... I'm telling you, Justin Fields ain't it. But you know who just might be? Jordan Love. And there's plenty to dig into and talk about, and we will over the course of the week, about the slow starts and how that they can make some fixes there. Maybe get Aaron Jones the ball. Let's start with that one. But that's exactly what this Packers team did. The second half, they come out. Matt LaFleur says we have to get Aaron Jones the ball. The first two plays of the second half drive, two carries, nine yards. It just felt like something. They go with the the tush push on fourth down to get that first down, a big fourth down call. And then what do they do? We talked about this last week. Using Aaron Jones in all sorts of ways. Yeah, he had nine carries for 41 yards. Also had two catches, 86 yards. On fourth and three, they get him matched up one-on-one on the linebacker. They know they're going to get man coverage. TJ Edwards, the, the big, one of the big free agent acquisitions, big free agent acquisitions in the offseason. They get him matched up one-on-one with the linebacker. It is curtains and drapes. It is done. It's a wrap. And at that point in the game, it felt like a moment. That felt like the moment that this took off. It's 10-6. They go down at the end of the first half. And they're up 10-6 in a game where it's like, they didn't really play that well. They didn't really play that well. Jordan Love didn't look crisp. Had some some missed throws, some missed opportunities. You have the play to Luke Musgrave. We're going to talk about some of the, the ups and downs of these young players but you go in in that second that that second to last drive before that touchdown, the field goal drive. They discount doubled up, by the way. 
And they get the Jaden Reed punt return. Huge play from the rookie. They get up to the Green Bay 44-yard line. They hit on third and 10. Jaden Reed, dot, 30 yards. Sets them up in position at the end of the first half to kick that field goal in a game that it felt like after the first drive, they were getting, I'm not going to say dominated, but in a game that they were not playing their best football, they're up 10-6 at halftime. They go out and they get the touchdown. And from there, it felt over. And then they, they force a three and out on the next drive. And then the Packers, they get their, uh, sorry, it was the next play where they get the, the, the fourth and three. The first drive after halftime, I'm getting, the, I'm getting the Aaron Jones touchdowns mixed up. Sorry, guys. They hit the screen pass was that first touchdown out of the gate. The 51-yard screen pass. And then it's the fourth and three touchdown. And that was the game. It's 24 to six at that point. And you understand with Justin Fields on the other sideline that they're, the Bears are just not equipped for that. And all of the Bears hype, all of the Bears trash talk for six months about how this was going to be different. It was different this time. Same old Jay. Same old Jay. Same old Bears. Same old everything for the Chicago Bears. Same old ownership. For the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay spent almost the entire second half with a three-score lead. They win 38-20 to 20 in this one. And, and here's a moment that I think is going to go potentially unnoticed or, or, or unremarked upon. It's 24-6. After the fumble, Devontae Wyatt, who was excellent in this game, they come out and they force this fumble. And it seems like this is the dagger. Wayne Larravee has got it unsheathed. He's ready to go. Don't be weird. He has got it ready to go. And the Bears defense, basically the only time they got to stop all second half, they force a three and out. And then they go down and they get a touchdown. And it's 24-14. And you could feel, okay, all of a sudden there's some life in the building. The, the announcers are talking about it on during the game. No life in the building. The Packers, as they have so many times over the last 30 years just completely sucked the life out of Soldier Field. But then the Bears come down. They score. They've got a little bit of juice. And what do the Packers do? They come out five plays, 61 yards, including a third and eight to, again, who else? Jaden Reed, who was the third down guy on this play. Absolute laser beam on a corner route to Jaden Reed on third down, a beautiful throw. Jordan Love on third down in this game at one point. I don't know if this was the, the final numbers, but but the broadcast had this number. Seven of nine on third and fourth down for a buck 29 and two touchdowns. He, for as inconsistent as it was at times, when the Packers needed it in the red zone, in third and fourth down situations, Jordan Love was as advertised, poised, and delivered. Third and eight, dime to Jordan, Jaden Reed. And then, I don't know if he dropped the snap or what happened on the Luke Musgrave play, but they dial up Wiley, Dusty Evely, and I were, I mean, I was just going nuts that they finally called this play and they called this play when they needed the score to get it back, to get it back to a three score game. 
Jordan Love fadeaway jumper throws an absolute beauty, like a perfect throw. And Luke Musgrave for the second time kind of misplays the ball a little bit. Needs to pick up his feet a little bit. He can run really fast, straight line. Not great turning his hips, but that stuff can come. He can be really good in these situations. My fantasy team would have really liked that touchdown, but in his debut, we haven't even talked about the fact that there was no Christian Watson. Three catches for 50 yards for Luke Musgrave. Two catches for 48 for Jaden Reed. Both of them on third down. Both of them huge moments. Samori Toure had just two catches. One of them was a huge third down conversion. When they needed the plays, they went to Aaron Jones. And when Jordan Love needed plays for this team, he made them. He made them. And perhaps the most important thing that Jordan Love did is something that he didn't do. He did not put the ball in harm's way. He made good decisions the entire game. He stayed patient. He stayed poised. He stayed with his feet underneath him and said, I'm not going to get frustrated that we're not doing better. I'm not going to get frustrated that we haven't taken this game over. I'm going to stay within myself, and I'm just going to keep making the plays. And if I need to escape and run to set up that fourth and three, he picks up seven yards on a scramble just to set up the fourth and three on the, on the Aaron Jones touchdown. He made that play possible. And so for the Green Bay Packers... I don't know how you could have scripted a much better opening game for Jordan Love and these Green Bay Packers. I want to talk about the defense because the defense played awesome today. We're going to do that in just a second. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. Hiring, let's say you need a quarterback. The Packers don't, but let's say you do a team like the Chicago Bears. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. The Bears might have two high first-round picks. They can get a quarterback. That's not the best. Like, if we're going to silver linings for them, like if they stink this season, like Drake May, Caleb Williamson, simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL terms and conditions do apply. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, our pal Ty Dunn is back with us to talk about Jordan Love, to talk about all things Green Bay Packers. As we get set for Packers Falcons, we're already on to week two by tomorrow. Let's do this. So this is... ooh. We talked about this, right? We talked about the so. Got to stop it. I got to stop it. You guys got to be on me about this. I got to stop it. Okay. The defense. The defense in this game from the very beginning was on Justin Fields' ass. Was on his ass. They had seven tackles for loss 
in this game. Six QB hits and four sacks with an innumerable number of other pressures. How many times did you see Justin Fields just on the last drive? Pressure forces him to get to his check down and he sails a pass over a running back's head because he's not very good. This defense played with a different demeanor, a different attitude. And yeah, there were still times early in the game where you're going, okay, if Justin Fields is going to check it down all game, then at a certain point, you have to dare them to throw over your head. But guess what? It didn't matter. It didn't need to happen because Justin Fields stinks. Like he just is not good. He's not good. And if he's not running, he can't hurt you. And this Packers defense, before that last garbage time drive, okay, non-fields runs, they had 18 carries for 59 yards. This was an elite rushing offense last year. They add Devontae Foreman. They add Nate Davis. They add Darnell Wright. This is supposed to be an upgrade for their running game. And instead, the Packers absolutely bottle them up. When Joe Barry said, when Joe Barry said this Green Bay Packers defense is going to look totally different this year, I understand the skepticism. I understand going, I'll believe it when I see it. Absolutely. Make him prove it. Make this defense prove it. We've seen this too many times before. The walking of the walk or the talking of the talk without the walking of the walk. And yet this defense came out to hit. They came out flying downhill. And the Bears never did the thing I expected them to do. And that was go to a receiver screen and go. I expect, by the way, the Falcons, Arthur Smith is a good enough coach for them to try that. They have the receivers to make that work. Drake London and Kyle Pitts. They can do that. But this Packers defense, I mean, they got help from everywhere. If you look at their box score, it's actually crazy how many different guys got involved. Kingsley and Igbari got his hands on a pass. Quay Walker had the pick six. Of course, you got stellar play on the corners from, from the best corner duo in the game. Devontae Wyatt, a sack and a half. Going to talk about him later. Lucas Van Nex had a sack. Kenny Clark had half a sack. Carl Brooks had a sack. Think of how many different guys got involved there. Darnell Savage played one of his best games as a Green Bay Packer flying downhill on the TFL. A couple really sure tackles. They really like what they got out of him. Six different Packers had a tackle for loss in this game. Keyshawn Nixon blows up a receiver screen. Russell Douglas blows up a receiver screen. Darnell Savage blows up a receiver screen. They were well-schooled on the concepts, on the run game, on everything that they needed to do. They let Justin Fields escape the pocket a handful of times. No big plays, nothing over the top. They consistently created disruption. Consistently changed the level of the line of scrimmage. And they set the tone from the first drive. The Bears going forward on fourth down, by the way, little brother syndrome. Of course, you feel like you have to go for it on fourth down when you're the FCS opponent coming in against the big boys. That's what you have to do. But the Packers on third and one, Rashawn Gary knifes in and stops them. Reset the line of scrimmage. This was a bottom three team defense in terms of the line of scrimmage. 
adjusted line yards, which is a football outsider stat, no longer football outsiders. They were bottom three last year. And they said, we're going to play differently. Kenny Clark said, just watch the tape. Wait for week one. And the Packers went out and dominated at the point of attack. They dominated this football game at the point of attack. Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Lucas Van Ness, Rashawn Gary played. We'll, we'll get the numbers after this. He didn't play more than 20 snaps. Dominated every single rep he took. Every single one. He was unbelievable in this game. And when he, in his first game back from ACL, he tore his ACL mid-season last year. For him to come back in, in game one and look like this is is truly, truly remarkable. And no, you know, you, you don't have to worry about, you can't play as much man coverage against this team. By the way, you're not going to be able to play a ton of man coverage next week against the Falcons too. Desmond Ritter can move around and do different things. Arthur Smith creative enough in the run game that he can use that against you if that's the way that you play. But the Packers had the right game plan this week. That's the only evidence that we have. And right now, it's the only evidence that we need to say that this team this Packers team, yes, they're young. Yes, they're inexperienced. But but something we've talked about on this show, everydayers will remember. Sometimes young teams don't know any better. They just don't know any better than to be good. They don't know any better than to go out and play fast and free. And that's what they did in this game. This defense flew around. They played with force. They played hard. They played with aggressiveness. They knew when they walked out on that field, it was the same old Justin Fields. They knew that they could dominate this football game. And they did it. They did it. Now, I understand everything wasn't perfect. But we saw exactly the kind of thing we expected from these young players. And I want to I want to highlight them and talk about them as a group. When we come back. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. By the way, the Packers made me a lot of money. A lot of money. I had them on the money line six months ago when the schedule came out. And I just added a little taste, plus one and a half. I almost went alternate line. I wish I would have because I was going to get that alternate line to like Packers minus one, minus two, somewhere in there. Because I was confident they were going to win the game. I've got the Jordan Love overs on passing yards, already on pace for that one. So right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet that $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. You can, you can make money on the Packers while they'll stir undervalued, and they might not be undervalued anymore. This was the good week, but there's probably going to be more weeks where they outperform expectation. Fandle, official partner of the NFL. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. Every day, or go check out what we're doing at The Leap, theleap.football. It's a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. I really would. Um, we're back to five days a week. We've had a ton of people sign up over the last few weeks. Love that for you guys. And then subtext is a really fun way for me to interact. I had I had it open all morning texting with you guys. Got a bunch of new subscribers this week. It's a great way for us, for you and I, to connect directly. So go, we're on, locked on Packers. It's not, you don't look for me. 
Look for Locked on Packers. That's where you, where you will find us on subtext. This is, you know, it wasn't perfect, right? It wasn't everything you want to see. It wasn't a perfect game. You know, Jordan Love didn't come out and have a perfect passer rating, though. By the way, he finished... Uh, 15 of 27 for 245 with three touchdowns and a 123.2 quarterback rating. He was, especially in the second half, outstanding. Outstanding. Let's just go down the line here, though, with Packers. Let's start with the rookies. Lucas Van Ness. I, I tweeted this out during the game. When you have that kind of athletic ability, they didn't block him. It's a boot. He's unblocked. But he chases down Justin Fields because he just is an absolute alien-level athlete to be 270 and to run down a 4-5 quarterback who just got off having the, one of the best rushing seasons we've ever seen. Just incredible physical tools from Justin Fields. Lucas Van Ness runs him down. Devontae Wyatt, by the way, similar situation on a bootleg. He just blows it up by being too explosive. Too explosive to the quarterback. He makes the play on the sack. Luke Musgrave now should have scored, should have scored twice. Had three catches on the day on four targets. Had the big on, on Wiley, on the on the tight end throwback. But it wasn't perfect. On the throwback, he's got to just keep running. Got to just keep running, and it's a walk-in touchdown. On the play at the end of the first half, Greg Olson, I thought, astutely pointed this out at the end. He, he cut it a little too flat on the corner. Jordan Love led him up the field. Now, Jordan Love, I have to be fair to, to Luke Musgrave, Jordan Love just could have put it on him. Aaron Rodgers might have just put it on his numbers. Rather than, he, he let great be the enemy of the good there. Tried to make a perfect throw and could have just made a fine throw, put it on the numbers, take your 30 yards and, and be all good and be in field goal range. But by the way, Anders Carlson... Perfect on the day, including a 57, was it 57, 52 yard, whatever it was, absolute monster kicks. Looked confident, looked great. Had, it was the 52 yarder was, was the long. And so you're like, okay, well, there's going to be some days where he, it doesn't look like that. And that's okay. But you see the high level. Jaden Reed only made the two catches, had to come out, had two catches that he should have made. Both his catches were high leverage moments on third and, and eight plus, but he made them in key spots to keep drives alive. Had two more that I thought he should have had at least two more. Now he did come back in the game. I know there was some concern about that. That's great. You'd Romeo Dobbs played limited snaps, only got four catches. Two of them were touchdowns and another was a third down conversion on third and long, third and 13. So, you have these young players. You just need to make one or two plays. What did we say last year? Everydayers remember last year, we talked about just one or two plays a game from Romeo Dobbs and or Christian Watson. We're going to need more now because you don't have Aaron Rodgers. But now you have more guys to make these plays. It's why going into a game without Christian Watson, I was so confident that this offense was going to be fine. 31 points of offense because you just have so many more guys to get involved. Quay Walker in year two gets the pick six. His speed played all day. 
I mentioned Devontae Wyatt had a sack and a half. He was consistently disruptive in this game. Lucas Van Ness setting the edge on the outside, chasing down Justin Fields. You have Carl Brooks. He comes in and gets a, stack, a sack. Kingsley and Igbari had a pressure and got his hand on the ball of PBU. TJ Slayton was the guy on the fourth down stop. It's, it's a little bit like Ted Thompson when it's like, oh, look at all these young guys performing. It's like, okay, well, they only have young guys. But if the young guys stink, you're not going to be very good. If you play well, yes, they're they're going to have to play because the Packers don't have anyone else. That's true. But they're playing, and they're playing well. That must be said. Now, the one young player who, who I didn't think played well at all was A.J. Dillon. 13 carries for 19 yards. Now, some of the, some of the out-carry thing with Aaron Jones, he had nine for 41. Part of that was Aaron Jones got hurt. But I'd like to see Emmanuel Wilson get some opportunities. And, you know, look, the Packers, it was reported just before the game that they didn't just call on Jonathan Taylor. They made an offer, two mid-round picks. Now, the, the, the Colts countered with Christian Watson, but there could be backs out there. Remember we talked about this and I wrote about it at the Leap. I knew that I would love for you to subscribe to. If this team looks like this, and their schedule, the Saints look garbage. The Packers could very well be 3-0 against the Detroit Lions. And all of a sudden, you start to go, is there a trade to be made here? That would be one of those spots where you start to look around. Now, I'm not, you're not going to you know, get a, a big, a big-name guy probably to be RB2. Aaron Jones is still your guy. But there are always players on the margins that you could go get. Maybe one of them you're going to play next week. Tyler Algier, Cordell Patterson, someone like that, to just come in and give you some reps because A.J. Dillon, the drop-off from Jones to Dillon is, is pretty, it's pretty big. And that's unfortunate. So again, it's not all perfect. But you got to see from these young players, I think way more flash than you could have reasonably expected, frankly. I mean, to get your two first-round picks from last year to each have monster splash plays. To get all three of your top picks um, to all have Reed, Musgrave, and, and Van Ness to all have splash plays. The fact that Tucker Craft, your third round pick, didn't really do much and didn't have to do much is great. The fact that you could score 31 points without Christian Watson is pretty great for this young team. The fact that Jordan Love was, was barely pressured at all. The Bears managed just three quarterback hits all day, just one sack. This is a pretty young offensive line. Zach Tom, Josh Myers did not play great, but he had some really good reps too. Zach Tom is just a stud, man. He's just a stud. So for week one, to see this much flash from your young players in week one, to see this much resolve from your young team in week one, to see your quarterback perform like this in the second half and to see that your plan, when you, when you have to do it, when you have to just be Aaron Rodgers is, Aaron Jones, excuse me, Aaron Jones is the guy. It doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. That even against TJ Edwards, who is a good player, one-on-one, -on -one, bang. Screen, throwback, screen call, bang. The question moving forward for Matt LaFleur is just how many of those do you have in your back pocket? In week one, it's great to, it's great to use Wiley. It's great to use that running back throwback. Now, now that's on tape and everyone's got to go, oh no.
Are they going to run this against us? Do we have to be ready for this? But how many of those does he have? It's 17 weeks. You've got to have some more of those if you're Matt LaFleur. I think you have to lump this in in, in, this, in this young players discussion because he's a young head coach in terms of getting to coach this kind of team. Has never had to do it without Aaron Rodgers. He had the one brain fart at the end of the first half where you just go, uh, can someone call a timeout? But then in the second half, he comes out and responds. All those questions, all of the last couple of years, can this team handle getting punched in the mouth? Can they handle adversity? Questions answered. Questions absolutely answered. All right, back tomorrow. We got Ty Dunn on Tuesday. We've got Lily Zhao on Wednesday. We've got Crossover Thursday, Aaron Freeman from Locked on Falcons on Thursday. And we are working on a monster special guest for next Friday. We had Kay Adams and JT O'Sullivan last week. Another monster guest potentially on deck this week. Not that Ty Dunn is not. He is terrific. And he's coming up tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like a thousand of you are doing right now on our YouTube page, go subscribe to our Locked on Packers YouTube page and you can laugh along with us all season so you can stay Locked on Packers.